0: hey fam hello 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 family i'm here to bring this word that the lord has put in my spirit okay and in this word we're gonna get right into it we're gonna talk about the suffering that you go through but it's not because of you it's because of jesus right so a lot of times we go through different situations and then we like, God, why are you allowing this to happen? But it's not even about you. What you're going through, not even about you. Right. So let me take you to, I'm going to take you first to John 15. John 15. And we're going to go down all the way to verse 18. If the world hates you, remember it hated me first. The world will love you as one of, your, of one of its own if you belong to it. But you are no longer a part of the world. I chose you to come out of the world. So it hates you. Do you remember what I told you? A slave is not greater than a master. Since they persecuted me, naturally, they will persecute you. And if they had listened to me, they would listen to you. They will do all this to you because of me. For they have rejected the one who sent me. They will remain guilty. They will not remain guilty, my man, if I had not come and spoken to them. But now they have no excuse for their sin. Anyone who hates me also hates my father. If I hadn't done such miraculous signs among them that no one else could do, they would not be guilty. But as it is, they hated, They oh sorry, my bad. They had seen everything I did, yet they still hate me and my father. This fulfills what is written in their scriptures. They hated me without cause, but I will send you the advocate, the spirit of truth. He will come to you from the father and will testify all about me. And you must also testify about me because you have been with me from the beginning of my ministry. Mm. So let me just tell you real quick that. God said he is releasing the advocate. He, he told me as I was reading that prayer. he said, release the advocate is being released. He's releasing the advocate to you that is going to lead you into all truth. You are going to start having a deeper revelation of God and his word because God is releasing the advocate to you. He's taking you up to another level. But what he wants you to understand is when you go to different levels, child, let me tell you something. You're going to have a thorn like Paul did. Remember Paul said he got such revelations from heaven. So astounding. But to keep him from becoming proud, he was given a thorn in his flesh. A messenger from Satan to torment him. Because guess what? It's to keep you humble. But not even that. It's not even about you. Like, right, the thorn to keep you humble. So you can remember that it's not about you. It's about Christ, right? And I feel like a lot of times people come into the body of Christ and you don't realize that He said that you are going to be hated, you are going to be persecuted. People are going to slander you. People are going to lie on you. People are going to testify falsely against you. But it's because of who you carry. It's about who they see when they see you. They don't see you. I want you to know something. When, When you're going through these different situations and people being mean to you and people just being negative about you, it's not about you. It's not about you. It's because who they see in you. Now, I'm not saying if you sit in there fussing and cussing people, you giving people a reason to have a problem with you. That's different. But you see what he said? He said, if it feels what was written in their scriptures, they hated me without cause. It, he didn't even do nothing. And it's not about you. It's about who they see. It's about they they, they don't. Have a love for the father because if they love the father, they will love you. They don't like the father. They hate the father, so they hate you. Right? I want to take you to Matthew chapter 10. Because, you know, I got to say this real quick. Paul said that he had a messenger from Satan to torment him, child. To torment him. Do you understand? He said torment. Let's look at the definition of torment real quick. So we can get a clearer picture. Torment. Torment. Severe physical or mental suffering. A cause of suffering. Listen. Listen, the verb is the cause to experience severe mental or physical suffering, annoying or provoke in a deliberately unkind way. So there was a demon assigned to Paul to torment him, to keep him from becoming proud because of the revelations that he has got. And we talk about the same Paul who said, who the Lord said that he is going to show him what it's like to suffer for the sake of Christ. Because of who he served, he now had a demon on his back. But what else did God say? It's 2 Corinthians chapter 12. What else did God say though? Paul said three times he asked God to remove that thorn. And each time God said, my grace is sufficient. For my power works best in weakness. Paul did After Paul got that revelation, you know, he asked three times after he really got what God what God was saying to him. When he finally understood what the Lord was saying to him, he said, "You know what? I'm a boast that my weakness is, because first I am weak, and then I am strong." Child, listen. But it's about God's grace. It all goes back to God. It's about the grace. You, I need you to open your eyes, right, to how. Gracious, God has been to you. You've seen what you've done. You've seen how you fell short. But look at the grace of God. Look how God keeps blessing you with revelation. Look how God keeps pouring oil out on you, the oil, child. How he keeps on pouring the oil out on you. And that's what you need to focus on. But I'm going to take you to, so we have Matthew chapter 10. We're going to verse 22. It says, and all nations will hate you because you are my followers. But everyone who endures to the end will be saved. He said, when you are persecuted in one town. So he didn't say you wasn't going to be persecuted. He said, when you are, when you are persecuted, he said, flee to the next. I tell you the truth. The son of man will not return. The son of man will return before you have reached all the towns of Israel. Students are not greater than their masters and slaves are not greater than their masters. Wait, hold on. Oh, my bad. Students are not greater than their teachers and slaves are not greater than their master. Students are to be like their teacher and slaves are to be like their master. And since I, the master of the household, have been called the prince of demons, the member of my household called by even worse names. So he said, you're reading in my word how they treated me. So he said, why haven't you gripped the concept of that is naturally is going to happen to you? You're going to be called by even worse names. People are going to treat you even more harshly. But it's because of who you belong to. It's because you're in God's household. That is what it's about. I need you to open your mind and realize that God has given you such revelations. You've begun to see God differently. You've heard about Him, like Job said, but now you've seen them with your own eyes. Right? But He said, but don't be afraid. Of those who threaten you. For the time is coming when everything that is covered will be revealed. And all that is secret will be made known to all. What I tell you now in darkness. Shout abroad when daybreak comes. What I whisper in your ear. Shout from the housetops for all to hear. Don't be afraid of those who want to kill your body. They cannot touch your soul. Fear God only God. Fear only God. Who can destroy both soul and body in hell? Child. Your soul is eternal. Your soul is it, it lives on. Although that this body dies, your soul lives on. It doesn't matter about what nobody think about you. Nobody say about you. Even if a person kills you. They think that they ended your life. They still can't touch your soul. Your soul is who you really are. You're not this body. You are a soul. Can I tell you that? You are a soul. Who I'm speaking to right now. I'm not speaking to your flesh. I'm speaking to your soul. And and, and the spirit that is within you is bearing witness with this. that It's the truth. What I'm speaking to you is the truth. And it's giving you rest for your souls when you finally realize that I'm more than just this body. It's not me who lives, but it's Christ who lives through me. I'm supposed to be persecuted. I'm supposed to be mocked. I'm supposed to get tormented. I'm supposed to be despised. That's how you know you are on the right track when you get in persecution, when you when, when people are speaking lies against you, when people are calling you names every day. But a child of God, that's how you know you 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 on the right path. What's in you irritates them. Okay, let me take you to. 1st Peter, 1st Peter, chapter 4, verse 12, it says, Dear friends, don't be surprised at the fiery trials you are going through, as if something strange were happening to you. Instead, be very glad for these trials. Make For these trials make you partners with Christ in his suffering so that you will have the wonderful joy of seeing his glory when it's revealed to all the world. If you are insulted because you bear the name of Christ, you will be blessed for the glorious spirit of God rests upon you. If you suffer, however, it must not be for murder, stealing, making troubles, or prying into other people's affairs. But it is no shame to suffer for being a Christian. Praise God for the privilege of being called by his name. For the time has come for judgment, and it must begin with God's household. And if judgment begins with us, what terrible fate awaits those who have never obeyed God's good news. And also, if the righteous are barely saved, what will happen to godless sinners? So if you are suffering in a manner that pleases God, keep on doing what is right and trust your lives to the trust your lives to the God who created you. For he will never fail you. God will never fail you. It is a privilege to suffer for Christ. It, it, i know me saying this to you sounds strange but it's the truth it's the truth the, the what i can do for god all i can all i can do right besides have faith is present myself but present my body as a living sacrifice i i can lay down my life i have a body that i could present to you and i i'll die to it so when I'm going through trials and people don't like me, okay, and I ain't do nothing to you, you have no justifiable reason not to like me, you just don't like what I carry, okay, That's I know I'm on the right track. When people in the bushes talking about me, okay, I'm supposed to be, I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing, you persecuting me, I'm right on track. The persecution necessary, if you ain't getting persecuted, it's time to really think about it, but persecuting for doing righteousness. Not persecuted because you out there fornicating, drinking, cussing, smoking, doing all that, all that all the works of the flesh. Not that type of suffering. Not that type of persecution. That's not what I'm talking about. But when people be like, oh, it ain't that deep. You can still have a little drink sometimes. What you mean you I can't listen to secular music? What's wrong with this music? You just doing too much. That type of persecution. That type of persecution to be like, you ain't never going to be nothing. God ain't using you. That type of persecution. The persecution where you mind your business and people are plotting harm to just try to, just try to take your life. Like, like um, hey man, in the book of Esther, he just could not stand Mordecai because Mordecai wouldn't bow. That type of persecution. Why Why are you mad? Because I won't bow to you. You know? It is a privilege to be insulted for the sake of Christ. Okay, you don't like me because I'd rather live a righteous life because I, I'm I'm being a holy sacrifice for the Lord. Like I I want to present my body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable. You want to be mad? Okay, that's the one. yo. What what do you what do you want me to do? It's a privilege. It is a privilege. Paul would be like, I'm in chains writing this letter to you. He was in chains writing scripture. Saying that he pours his body, his life out as a liquid offering to the Lord. When you read the book of Acts, right? You really start to see how Paul was suffering. How he had to begin to suffer for the sake of Christ. They was plotting on killing him like every two seconds. They was plotting on ending his life. He had to flee from one one town to the next, one one country to the next. Because guess what? He had the the presence of God. He now seen what it was like when when the fire of God consumes you. When you are in the presence of God, right? When you finally get that true, true, true revelation of God. You get that impartation. You feel the presence of God. You're never the same. You can never be the same. I'm telling you, the truth. I am never the same how I was because I, I, I encountered Jesus. I heard about him growing up, but then I seeked him for myself. So if I have to pour my, my life out. If I have to live a life as a sacrifice. If I have to pour my life out as an offering for God. I will because I want to be in his presence. Nothing else matters. Nothing else matters. You want to call me far worse names than, the, than, than a, a, a prince of demons? Go ahead. But I know what me and Jesus. God, what you mean? Okay. Let me tell you something. The enemy came to Jesus and tried to tempt him. And then he, the temptation didn't work. Right? He wanted Jesus to bow to him. It wouldn't work. And in scripture, it says that the enemy left him and waited for the next opportune time. He waited for the next time to approach Jesus. And guess what he did? He started to try to use people. He was using the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the religious teachers and stuff. He was using them to try to derail the purpose that Jesus was here for. But can I tell you something? I was thinking about this in the shower today that, well, the Lord was talking to me, because so I don't want to take credit, but the purpose of the enemy, right, is to push you closer to God because as you are going through these trials, you're leaning on him, you're leaning on his strength, you're leaning on his word to get you through so he doesn't even realize that all he's doing is pushing you closer to glory. Do you really think that if he would have known that if he would have killed Jesus, right? Do you think? Listen to what I'm about to say. Do you think if he know what was going to happen when he killed Jesus, when he got Jesus murdered, right? Do you think he would have did it? If do you think that he would have did what he did if he knew that the captives was going to be released? Do you think that he would have did it when if he would have known that now Jesus Is seated at the right hand of the father with, with the, his name is exalted above every other name. Do you think that he would have done? He got Jesus to glory. (laughs) Do you think he would have did it? So don't be, don't be surprised about the trials that you're going through. The trials that you were going through is pushing you to glory. It's taking you to glory, to glory. Okay. To Glory. Okay, you might get a revelation from God. Now you got, boom, you got that that, torment and spirit right there. But guess what that torment and spirit is to do? It's just to elevate you even higher to get a new revelation. To get a new revelation. If it wasn't for my season where I was truly suffering... I would not know the Lord how I know him today. If he didn't strip me to the point where it was just me and him, and that was it. It was just me and it was him. That's it. If he didn't strip me down to that, I would not know him and be as passionate about him as I am if it wasn't for the suffering. The suffering is what shaped me to being the woman of God you see me today, child. The suffering is what makes me say, I'm going to present my body a living sacrifice. In his suffering, I got to see how much he loves me. I got to see my worth. So why would I not suffer for him? He said, the greatest love is to lay one life down for a friend. He said, he, you no longer a slave because a master doesn't confide in his slaves. He said, you are my friend. He said, you are my friend. So he said he laid his life down for you. That's the greatest love is to lay your life down for a friend. And you know what? Jesus is my friend. So I lay my life down for him because there's no other greater love. Yes, sometimes, you know, things might, you might want things to go a different way and it doesn't. But you got to accept it and be like, you know what? I present my body a living sacrifice. That wasn't, that wasn't it. But I'm going to still trust you. Right? Let me take you to Philippians chapter one. Philippians chapter one verse what's the verse the 14? I think it's 14. Hold oh, I want to read from the top. Hold up. Let me start at verse three. Every time I think of you, I give thanks to my God. Whenever I pray, I make my request for all of you with joy. For you have been my prayer partners in spreading the good news with about praise from the time you first heard it until now. And I am certain that God, who began the good work within you, will continue his work until it's finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. So it is right that I should feel as I do about all of you. For you have a special place in my heart. You share with me the special favor of God, both in my imprisonment and in defending and confirming the truth of the good news. God knows how much I love you and long for you with tender compassion of Christ Jesus. I pray that your love will overflow more and more and that you will keep on growing in knowledge and understanding. For I want you to understand what really matters so that you may live pure and blameless lives until the day of Christ's return. May you always be filled with the fruit of your salvation, the righteous character produced in your life by Christ Jesus, by Jesus Christ. For this will bring much glory and praise to God. So let me stop right here real quick. And what I want to talk about for a second is not giving up the fight. Right? Because it be a fight sometimes. Between you and your flesh. You and the enemy. About trying to give up on Jesus. Right? To, to make you bow down like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And then when you don't bow down, you end up in the furnace. Or you don't want to stop praying to your God. And you end up in a lion's den like Daniel. Or how about the disciples? Each one of them, except John, all died. Then John, you know, he he got the revelations. But just think about that. Like they were willing to lay their lives down for the sake of Christ. Till this day, people are truly being martyred for the faith. What you have is so... Priceless that people are willing to die because of the faith in Jesus Christ. That is how how powerful it is to have faith. That is what you carry is this faith that till the end I ain't bowing. Till the end I'm staying loyal. And I and I want you just to realize that. That you are fighting the good fight of faith. You had to lose a lot. But you've gained Jesus. Okay. If you're right now, you listening. If you've been going through fiery trials in your life. And you feel abandoned. And you feel forsaken. And you feel that God has left you. Right. But yet you still won't give up on God. That's that fire in you. If God has set you on fire, didn't Jesus say that somebody that the Spirit will come and baptize you with fire? It's that fire ignited with you, within you that won't go out no matter what, no matter what you're going through. You won't let that fire dim out, and it's not even you. It's a it's a supernatural fire lifted that's been lit within you that won't let you bow. And I want you to know, my dear brothers and sisters, that everything that has happened to me here has helped to spread the good news. For everyone here, including the whole palace guard, knows that I am in chains because of Christ. And because of my imprisonment, most of the believers here have gained confidence and boldly speak God's message without fear. It's true that some are preaching out of jealous, jealousy and rivalry, but others preach about Christ with pure motives. They preach because they love me, for they know I have been appointed to defend the good news. Those others do not have pure motives as they preach about Christ. They preach with selfish ambition, not sincerely intending to make my chain. Not sincerely, intending to make my chains more painful to me. But that doesn't matter. Whether their motives are false or genuine, the message about Christ is being preached either way. So I rejoice. And I will continue to rejoice. For I know that as you pray for me, and the spirit of Jesus Christ helps me, this will lead to my deliverance. Mmm. So as he says, as you, I know as you're praying for me, as the spirit of Jesus helps me, I, I, it will lead to my deliverance. He was in chains. He was bound. But he was like, I know I'm still here to be appointed for the good news. You might be bound right now. You might be in chains spiritually. But know that God has appointed you for a good work. It's a Holy Ghost fire lit within you. And that's why you can't give up on him. You can't. Even through the fiery trials, you can't. The fiery trials just makes the fire ignite. It's like throwing gasoline on a fire. It makes it ignite. That's what the trials do. I'm telling you. It's just pushing you closer to glory. You be in your Jacob bag. I ain't letting you go until you bless me. A, we gonna wrestle all night. Until I get blessed. For I fully expect and hope that I will never be ashamed, but that I will continue to be bold for Christ as I have been in the past. And I trust that my life will bring honor to Christ, whether I live or die. For to me, living living means living for Christ and dying is even better. But if I live, I can do more fruitful work for Christ. So I really don't know which is better. I'm torn between two desires. I long to go and be with Christ, which would be far better for me, but for your sakes, it's better that I continue to live. Knowing this, I am convinced that I will remain alive so I can continue to help all of you grow and experience the joy of your faith. And when I come to you again, you will have even more reason to take pride in Christ Jesus because of what he is doing through me. Above all, you must live as citizens of heaven, conducting yourself in a manner worthy of of the good news about Christ. Then, whether I come and see you again or only hear about you, I will know that you are standing together with one spirit and one purpose fighting together for the faith, which is the good news. God wants you to live a holy life. Do you know how many people had to die to get us the Bible? First of all, Jesus, that's it. That's the, that's the, that's the head over all. But you know how many people lost their life for what you can freely pick up and read? Don't take this word for granted. Do you know that in certain places. People can't be as bold. As certain other places. Other countries. That people can be about their faith. Don't take the word of God for granted. Because people are losing their lives. For the word of God. Because listen. His presence. In the next couple episodes, we're going to begin to tap into the presence of God. Talking about the presence of God. Because that's where he told me to go next. Is to talk about his presence. And I'm telling you, when you feel the presence of God. (laughs) Can't nothing change your mind. Nothing. Nothing can change your mind when you feel the presence of God. When you know that God is with me. Mm. Let me me keep going. Don't be intimidated by In any way by your enemies. This will be a sign to them. That they are going to be destroyed. But that you are going to be saved. Even by God himself. For you have been given. Not only the privilege of trusting in Christ. But also. The privilege of suffering for him. We are in this struggle together. You have seen my struggle. In the past. And you know that I am still. In the midst of it. Mm. You're not the only one struggling. You're not the only one suffering. One thing I had to learn about this walk with Christ that I am on is that I had to put my feelings in the back burner. And I had to go feed the sheep regardless. Regardless of what notice I got in the mail. Regardless of what persecution I got. Regardless how my body feels. I had to learn how to put the sheep first. To put my feelings on the back burner and worry about advancing the kingdom. But we are all suffering together. One thing I want you to understand is, and this goes for, for everybody. You might be looking at a person, and you might think that they have it all together. You might be listening to me and thinking that my life is daisies and rainbows, child know it's not. Okay. I'm working out my salvation daily, okay? But one thing that I want you to know is our struggles and our suffering, it brings us together. It hit different when you can suffer with somebody. <laughs> it hit different when you can struggle with somebody. It hit different. It hits different. If you only with somebody when they up, Nah, I don't want you when when I'm up. I want you to be there when I'm suffering. Will you get on your knees and pray with me? Will you fast with me? Will you worship me? Will you be in chains right next to me? I want to know that. Are we going to be like Paul and Silas in the prison together? That's what I want to know. Because that's what it is. And that is what the Lord's looking for. He don't want somebody that just wants his blessings. He wants somebody that's willing to suffer for him. He suffered for you. So naturally, you should want to suffer for him. You should want to lay your life down. Because he has laid his life down for you. Mm. So the last Bible verse we're going to go to is Acts chapter 9. Because remember, Paul was persecuting Christians, y'all. He was there when Stephen got uh killed. When they killed Stephen. And it's funny, right? Because every time I read this, it cracks me up when Paul acts, not cracks me up, but like, I'd be like, you just know, you know the Lord when you see him, right? Because Paul was persecuting people for Jesus, but then when Jesus pulled up with him, he called him Lord. So listen. It says, verse 3, so Acts chapter 9, verse 3. As he was approaching Damascus on this mission, a light from heaven suddenly shone down around him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Who are you, Lord? Saul asked. And the voice replied, I am Jesus, the one you are persecuting. Now get up and go into the city and you will be told what you must do. Child. It says the men with Saul stood speechless for they had heard the sound of someone's voice but saw no one. Saul picked himself up off the ground but when he opened his eyes he was blind. So his companions led him by the hand to Damascus. He remained there blind for three days and did not eat or drink. Now there was a believer in Damascus named Ananias. The Lord spoke to him with a vision calling Ananias. Yes, Lord, he replied. The Lord said, go over to to Straight Street to the house of Judas. When you get there, ask for a man from Tarsus named Saul. He is praying to me right now. I have shown him a vision of a man named Ananias coming in and laying hands on him so he can see again. But Lord... Explained Ananias, I have heard many people talk about the terrible things this man has done to the the believers in Jerusalem. And he is authorized by the leading priest to arrest everyone who calls upon your name. But the the Lord said, go, for Saul is my chosen instrument to take my message to the Gentiles and to kings, as well as to the people of Israel. And I will show him. How much he must suffer for my name's sake. So the Lord used, uh, yeah. Paul was, Paul was, he was running amok. But the Lord chose him. He said he's chosen. I've chosen him. Many is called, few is chosen. He said I've chosen him. He's my, he's my, gonna be my instrument. I'm about to use him, and he's gonna see what it's like to suffer for my name. I'm going, he, he put a fire in Paul's heart. He, within him was a fire that he had put, he had set, he had lit, child. And Paul was like, ready to just, you see a couple days later, he was out giving a word. He was on fire for the Lord. And when that fire gets ignited, child, you just be like, what you need me to do, sir? Yes, sir. What you need? Starch or press, Lord? Where you want me to go? You see, when, when, when the Lord called Ananias, he said, Ananias. And he said, yes, Lord. You be ready there waiting to answer. Soon as the Lord says something to you, ready to go. Yes, Lord. What you want me to do? Now, he might say something to you. You be like, Lord. But you won't go do it. Because he's good. You're like, i got to serve you. I I want to serve you. So I'm going to pray for you. And then I'm going to let you go. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I'm just thanking you for this word that you brought today, Lord. I'm thanking you that you just be right on time with it, Lord. I thank you just for... Creating us in your image, Father God. I thank you for your presence, Lord. I thank you for the suffering, the privilege to suffer for your name's sake, Father. Lord, I'm praying for your child receiving this word. I'm praying that this word ignites a fire, a holy ghost, a holy fire within them, Lord. To pursue you, Lord. To go hard for your kingdom. To advance your kingdom, Father God. to, To do what you call them to do, Father God. I pray that this word brings them comfort in knowing that the fiery child in the suffering, Lord, is a privilege from you. To be able to say that we suffer for you, God, is a privilege. To be able to say that we are persecuted is a privilege, God. Renew your child's mind to understand that what they are going through is a privilege. Because they know you. Lord, I just want to give your name all the glory, honor, and praise. It is in the mighty name of Jesus that I pray. Amen. Family, this was a word right here. It was a word, okay? It be it feeling so bomb, right? Because, like, I could tell the Holy Spirit be in the mix. And it's like, after I say amen, I feel like, my like he yields and like I'm back like now you talking to me again. <laughs> That's how I be feeling because I, he just take control and then I just be like, just use me. I don't know what you wanna do, just do it. <laughs> so, like I use you. He is the best. God is getting ready to baptize you with fire. Mm. He's about to baptize you with fire. Okay? With fire. Be prepared. Because you're about to get baptized in fire. You're about to be on fire for God. You're about to understand why Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego was able to go in the furnace. You're gonna be able to understand why Lion that the uh Daniel was in the lion's den. You're about to understand why Paul was willing to be. Persecuted and put in chains. You're gonna see why Peter was hung upside down. You about to understand why. You about to understand why people was getting sawed in half. Because it's the fire. The fire is hitting your household. I prophesy that into your life today. In the name of Jesus, the fire of God is hitting your household, it's hitting his temple. He's coming boldly into his temple in the name of Jesus, and he is setting you on fire. You were ablaze for him, okay. So I love you guys so, 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 so much. But let's not forget that most importantly, Jesus loves you. Bye.